Hey, what's up, guys? It's your girl, Brooklyn's Finest, and you're now tuned in to Talk-ish Radio. Welcome, guys. It is Thursday, June 29th. Do you like my new intro? Ew, you hear me? I'm out there. I'm popping. Let me pop my collar. <laughs> I'm just joking, guys. But yeah, tell me if you like my new intro. I thought I wanted to do a little something different. I'm trying to you know, change up a few things. So that was added to the catalog. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, shout out to Commercial King because they always do me right with my intros and my outros. But guys, welcome again. It is Thursday. One more time. June 20. Do y'all believe we are about to be, we are literally two days away from seven months in the year. Do you believe that the summer damn near is over? Like it just seemed like summer just literally started. And here we are about to get these kids back in school in the Georgia. We start school August 7th. It's based off of certain counties, but the county that I'm in, my our kids start this, um, August 7th. My daughter's in California living her best life, her first away uh, vacation from mommy uh, gave me a break uh, for almost two months. Um, she's with her dad and her siblings and they're having an absolutely great time. My daughter calls me every morning, FaceTimes me in the morning and FaceTimes me at night just to tell me how much she loves me and she misses me and she's just having a ball with her family. So I'm happy for her and I'm happy for my sanity as well because God knows I needed that. Um, but guys, again, welcome. I'm going to go ahead and do what I normally do for you guys is always pray for you. I pray that you are blessed. I'm glad you were able to wake up this morning. I'm praying for the leader of your home, for your finances, for your children, for your parents, for your grandparents, for the aunties and uncles and the cousins. I'm praying for your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit. I want you to continue to keep growing and be a great person and a greater person that you are. I want you to pray for someone else today that someone's in need that you don't know, a complete stranger. Keep them at peace. Keep them at bay. Keep them at well. I pray that you have an absolutely wonderful evening and tomorrow and the rest of the week will be even greater than it was today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name I pray for my followers, for my listeners, and for everybody else out there in the world. Amen. Okay, let's move on, guys. If you're not following us on social media, make sure that you do follow us. Uh, Follow the radio station, Talk-ish Radio on the gram, and that is T-A-L-K-I-S-H-H-H Radio. Follow the podcast, Talk Your Ish Podcast, that's four words, and that is T-A-L-K-Y-O-I-A... Let's try that one more time, Brooklyn. Okay, that is T-A-L-K-Y-O-I-S-H-H-H podcast. Follow me, your girl, Brooklyn's Finest at Brooklyn's with a S, Finest 347. And that is B-R-O-O-K-L-Y-N-S-F-I-N-E-S-T-347. And follow DJ Hercules, the most electrifying man in entertainment, if not then who? And his Instagram page is DJ Hercules underscore 787. And follow us both on TikTok at Brooklyn's Finest 347 and DJ Hercules underscore 787. We be on there doing the ones and twos. And, you know, I still keep trying to keep up with the Joneses. But, yeah, I'm getting a little tired of that. But anyway, welcome. Now, let me remind y'all, four days I'm on vacation, baby. Come uh, Monday morning, July 3rd. Was it July 5th? July 3rd. Um, I will be on my way to Miami, 
Okay, I am so excited because I am so long overdue for a vacation. I think the last vacation I actually physically had was when me and my husband went to Miami last year. He took me for my birthday for a week. So uh, this one is a little extended. We are actually going from Miami back to Atlanta and then back to New York. So we have a, a little bit more vacation time than we, we did. We're, we're learning to practice the the art of finally living with each other. We normally don't get a lot of time with each other because of our schedules. Um, my husband um, got signed to a new management company, Shots Out Michelle's Man Michelle Management. So his schedule is a little bit more crazier than normal. But, you know, when um, the going gets tough, then, hey, we stick together and we make it do what it do. You know, part of being a wife is being a supportive team player and a partner and understanding that there's going to be good days, bad days, and, you know, those other days. So I'm very supportive of my husband because I really believe in what he's doing. I really believe in that he is great, greater than he probably even thinks he can be at this point in his career. But, and I'm not just saying that because I'm the wife and you be like, oh, Brooklyn, you're supposed to say that you're his wife. No, like, you ever met that person that you just see them and just know they're destined for greatness and they don't see what you see, but you see it at a whole nother capacity? When I first met my husband, I, I, he will tell you, I told him, I said, baby, you destined to be great. And not only did I say that, his manager said the same thing and a, a few other people. So it wasn't like I was the only person saying it. It was other people that were actually seeing what I was seeing and agreeing with what I was saying. So shouts out to the hubby because he be doing the damn thing. And I know that overall it takes sacrifice to give happiness sometimes. So I'm in it for, for the long haul. I'm not going no goddamn where. So it is what it is. Okay. So, ladies, I understand y'all love my husband and I, I loan him out to you ladies and it's all fine because everybody's sweet and loving. But understand, this week belongs to me. I give them to you forever after that. But from uh, June, July 3rd up until July 10th, he belongs to me. Okay? <laughs> he is mine and we are off the Richter scale for those amount of days and then when he's back in New York or when we're back in New York, then he's he goes back to you guys for the loner. Just remember that. <laughs> so guys, FYI, last week we talked about wills. And if you didn't tune into last week's show, make sure that you go um and pull up last week's show. Remember you gotta go to one of our 17 platforms, top five is iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Spotify, TuneIn, and Pandora. You can go to any one of those platforms, go to your search option, type in Tokyo-ish podcast, look for the cartoon character of my beautiful self with my gold girls because, yes, I get gully every now and then and tune in. But it will say, you know, as far as do you have a will? So we talked about it. it was a very intense conversation, even though the conversation was just me, myself and I, it was a very intense conversation. I received a lot of emails behind that conversation. So I hope you have done your research because remember I said wills change by the coordination of state. 
So every state has a different set of rules. So majority of the rules that I provided for you on last week was kind of for Georgia because that's where I live. Um, but New York is different. Texas is different. They're all different. So before you go ahead into getting a will thinking it's just a simple one, two, three, um, it's not. It is a legal binding document. So in order for it to be actually abided by, you have to get legalized through an attorney and also have to have two witnesses. So keep all that in mind and just look up your state laws on what it means to have a will. Um, if you are married and your spouse passes on or you passes on, what does your surviving spouse receive? Um, if you have children, what do your biological children receive? And what do you need to put in place to protect you and the ones that you love? Okay. Uh, me and my daughter went to lunch on Tuesday. We do mother and daughter day every Tuesday. It's all about me and my big 24 year old daughter. Um, she had some conversations with me that let me explain something to you guys. When we become parents for the first time, now mind you guys, I'm going to be 49 um, in August, right? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, and I had my daughter at 26, so I wasn't young, not like super young. Um, and I wasn't super old. I was like right at that pivot point in my life. So I had her at a decent age. Um, and when you have your first child... It doesn't come with an instruction book. Hell, when you have the second or third, it don't come in. But you learn more by the second child and definitely by the third child. So the things that I that I did with my second and my first child, I may have not done with my first kid. Well, sorry. The things that I've done with my second child and my third child, I may have not done with my first because... It was just the beginning. It was a learning curve, and I just had to kind of go with the motions. Um, so my daughter explained to me, um, when my husband passed away, I became no longer the nurturer. I was the protector and the provider. So a lot of my emotional um, things that I was supposed to have as a mommy kind of just, I won't say faded off, but kind of just drifted because now I have to focus on providing for my children. So a lot of times I didn't get to spend a lot of time at home or spend time with my kids or my oldest daughter because I was too busy working trying to provide. Um, and now she's older and, you know, these new generation children, they definitely will speak their goddamn mind. And she just told me she um, she has a lot of Caucasian friends and she says she just looks at them and it's amazing how they have family time and they have dinner on Sundays and they go on family trips. And she said she just feel like she was robbed of that, never really got those type of events. Now, growing up as a, a black woman, um, we grew up with black parents and it was different for us than most other cultures sometimes. We watched our moms, you know, work their butts off to provide for us. And a lot of us didn't get those same things. So we kind of followed the trend of a pattern of what we grew up to do. And we follow those same patterns. Sometimes the patterns are not great. Sometimes the patterns are good. The blueprint is great. But I explained to my daughter, like, the things that I did. She says, Mom, I'm not saying you weren't a loving mother. You was a loving mother. But I just wish I had more time that we could have done more things, Um than we did. And, you know, I told, I said, look, I apologize. I can take uh, my responsibility in that part of 
not knowing, but let me explain this to you. When you're a one first time mother, it does not come with instructions. Even a father, we have no freaking clue other than he say, she say, what we've seen on TV, what we can try to remember that our parents did for to us or for us and pray it wasn't toxic um, and just try to do the best that we can to be good parents to you guys. So if I didn't do everything accurate, I apologize because again, I didn't come, it didn't come with a dictionary, it didn't come with, you know, a handbook. So, you know, her thing was time. So I said, well, look, this is what I will do. I will take accountability for not doing that, that you needed. Um, and what we will do is now every Tuesday, you and I will get together and do whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to do lunch, you want to go shopping, you want to have a girl's day, we will do that. So that's what we do. And the first day we did it, I see how much she enjoyed it. And then it kind of touched my heart because I'm like, wow, I really, you know, did miss out on giving my daughter these, these type of things. And she was kind of, not I won't say jealous, but a little hurt because I do it with my son. My son and I normally are together every Saturday or every other Saturday, and we do Mommy and Sunday. Now, my youngest, she's with me majority of the time, so you know how that go. Um, but my oldest son, he's 18. I, I do that with him a lot. He's a boy. He don't really want to spend 24 hours a day with Mommy, but he does give me every other weekend outside of track and all other sports that he play. So me and my daughter have been doing that and having an awesome time. So long story short, we went out Tuesday. We went out to lunch. She treated me to Fridays. You know, it's good when your child can treat you. She she bought big ball and shot call it. Um, and then we went looked at furniture. And then we went to um, the mall. And, you know, just did what she wanted to do to make her feel happy. But just incorporating mommy and a lot of the things she wanted to do. So it felt good. Um, and we were in a good place. So I told her we had conversations about my husband and, I set her up to take her first vacation to Miami, and she's going to Philly um, with her roommate uh, in July, and then her trip to uh, Miami's in August. She wants to travel. I said she got it, honestly, because her mama liked to travel. So I pushed my kids and encouraged them to go out and do different things. Never be afraid to step out on faith and try something new. It's either going to work or it's not going to work. But you will never know unless you actually go out there and try. So I support it and, and definitely push her to travel and, and go to different places. She says she wants to live in a different state. She loves Atlanta, but she wants to be one of those young ladies that travel and explore. So I don't want to tell her don't go because of the world being so evil and just be careful. All I can do is pray for my daughter and just tell her, please, please, please be careful and be mindful of your surroundings. Okay. So moving on, we talked about the will last week, right? Y'all know me. I'll be all over the place. So just keep up. <laughs> uh, we talked about the wills last week and I pivoted on a conversation that I wanted to have this week, which was about good men. So me and my husband, we have this conversation about he feel good men finish last. He feel like it doesn't pay to be a good man because the bad men seem to always win. The The bad guys seem to do the worst to the women and they don't get put on child support. They get to still come home to a home cooked meal. They just get to live the best life while the good guys 
that have been there, been focused, loved and cared and cherished always get dragged. Now, I told him I don't agree. I agree to disagree. I understand his point and what he said and what he meant. But at the same time, I feel like it still pays to be a good guy. Because I said, look, if you wouldn't have been a good guy, we wouldn't be together. He said, but you understand what I'm saying? I said, yeah, I get it. The good guys do finish last most of the time. And, and for the good guys, do not stop being good guys. I know it's easy for me to say that as a woman. But hear me when I say there are still great women out there that want a great guy. I know it's kind of hard because society has made it so difficult to be in a monogamous relationship with a good woman and a good man and be faithful. That almost is like a freaking disease. Forget it. Just, just please. No. But trust me, good guys, there are still some good women out there. All women are not tainted. All women are not toxic. All women are not bad. They are good women. Now, everybody as human beings, are. we all have flaws. We all have bags to be unpacked. It just depends on how many pieces of luggage we got to unpack, you know? And it depends on if you want to sit there and unpack them. And it might be, you know, very small pieces of clothing to unpack. Or it could be very large items that's easy to kind of filter through. So it just depends on you as a human being. What do you feel you want to do? I know some very toxic men that I don't understand the reasoning of being toxic, but they are poisoned from their past, what a woman has done to them or what their mother have done to them. Um, and women, we have to understand this. And men, you cannot fix those broken people. When people are broken and you meet someone and you know damn well they're broken as hell, don't fix them. Don't even try. It's not your place. You're not God. You cannot fix them. They have to fix themselves first. And then once they have fixed themselves first, then they can move forward to try to find and balance a healthy relationship. But if someone comes into a relationship and they're already broken and they're damaged, they're not going to do too much to you other than probably try to damage you more. So I'm going to give you bits and pieces of my previous relationship. Now, this is not to show throw shade at my ex and whatsoever, but I realized that I try to fix him. And even when he was telling me, stop trying to change me. And I was like, no, I'm not. I really was. I just didn't realize that I was trying to change him. I didn't realize that I was trying to, in my eyes, thinking I'm helping you be a better man. Yeah, that, that's, you can't do that. Men and women, we can't, we can't think that we can make someone better. They either got to come better or chit broken. Well, I mean, I don't even know the difference. So when I had all the signs in front of me of this is not a good relationship, <laughs> this shit is a destruction waiting to happen, I didn't pay attention because I was so bitter. I wasn't bitter. I was just so broken in my own issues. And I wanted to fix him, I guess, to make myself feel better. And when I couldn't fix it, him or I couldn't fix it, it just got worse and worse and like to the point where I just was like this is just clearly not gonna work like yeah I need to leave this now this is just not healthy and I finally got to the point that it just ended and it didn't end because he he cheated or I cheated and 
If he did, I never caught him cheating, so I can't say he was a cheater. It just was an unhappy relationship. We were just not in a good place. Now, I wasn't a bitter, toxic woman, but I was hurt and I was very angry because I felt I needed closure. And it took me damn near a year to get over this man. Like Jesus, I kept saying, God, what the hell? I don't want to do this no more. But you know why it took me so long? Because I, in my mind, was convinced that if he gave me closure, I could let go and move on. But no, that wasn't what it is. I was stuck in my own goddamn head. Let me let y'all understand this right now so no one else gets confused in any future relationships. Nobody owes you shit. That man, that woman do not owe you closure. And nine times out of ten, you will not get the closure you feel you deserve or you want. So you need to suck it up, gather your emotions, and skedaddle on. That's it. I hate to say, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's the reality of it. Like, no one owes you shit. And I, in my mind, had convinced myself that he owed me closure. That's the least he could do. No, he ain't had to do shit. And that's exactly what he did. Nothing. He didn't give a fuck about my feelings, about my emotions. He twisted and turned and told me, you are fucked up. I was like, I'm not fucked up. You're fucked up. But in reality, we both were fucked up. He got issues. I had issues. That was it. But let me tell you something about me, baby. When you know you're a good person and you got a good heart, you still pray for the person. Even though you don't fuck with them, you don't see him, you don't communicate with him. I still pray for him. For his family, for his health, his well-being. Because that's just the type of person I am. I don't want to see anybody you know, in a bad situation, I don't choose or desire to see him anymore. Like we in the same town, but we don't have the same circles. So we don't go around the same places. Plus I'm an introvert. I'm home 90% of the time. If I'm not at the studio, if I'm not at work, if I'm not running to the grocery store, like I'm home, there's nothing for me outside. My husband don't live here. So I don't have a reason to be outside. Ain't shit. What I'm gonna do outside? Get in fucking trouble. That's the fuck. No. That or spend money. And when I say get in trouble, I mean go shop in trouble. <laughs> my ass will spend the last. And I know how to handle my priorities, but yeah, I will lose, I lose my mind. When I'm stressed out, when I'm frustrated, when I'm just needing a mental break, shopping is my de-releaser. De Doesn't even sound right, did it? <laughs> but it's my, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but it's it's basically my I can't say antidepressant because that don't sound right. It is the thing that makes me relaxed shopping. You know, it's just, it's my thing. Like everybody has their thing. That's my thing. Like my husband's thing is music. Music is his peace. Like, I don't care what the fuck is going on in the world. As long as he can hear music. Music is his rhythm. Music what makes him relax. Music what calms him. That's his happy place. Next to me, music is his happy place. So I let him have his happy place because that's what he loves to do. My happy place is at the mall <laughs> or at the boutiques. Hey, at Gucci, Versace, like Prada. Like those are my happy places. They love me. I love them. We love each other. I get online and I will shop till I drop. But I'm a very 
I'm a I'm a frugal shopper. Now, if I know I could get it at a better price nine times out of ten, I'm going to try to find it at a better price. But if I know I can't get it nowhere at a better price, it is what it is. But the good thing about life and bargains that everybody got what you want just at a cheaper price. So, as I said, that's my piece. But I realized that after I healed from the relationship, I had to go to therapy. I had to work on me. I had to fix me. And once I came to the acceptance of, and my therapist told me, that man don't owe you no explanation. He don't owe you no closure. The moment you can accept that, the moment you'll let go and move on with your life. The reason why you're stuck in that pain hole is because you, for some reason, are adapted to thinking that this man owes you closure and he does not. Let it go and watch how fast you can move on. It took some time, but I had to practice. She gave me, you know, theological theories and and stories and conversation pieces that I had to practice day in and day out to help me let go. Because when we're heartbroken, we're just thinking about the moments that we can't get back with that person. We think about everything from the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we'll lay in the bed and we'll cry ourselves to sleep because even though we know it's not a good relationship for us, it was a bad, toxic relationship, we still miss that person. But baby, I told him then, and I tell anybody that <laughs> it comes across it to me, even as friends, I am that bitch that you want to keep in your life. When I'm gone, a bitch is gone. I'm never coming back. I will be, I will be very, you know... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I will be very understanding to when I see you to say, hey, how you doing and keep it pushing. But there will be no more of that. What you had with me, you will never get back with me again, ever. Not even a friendship like that. Like we'll be cordial enough to, if I saw you on the street, I'd say, hey, how you doing? But that's about all you're going to get from me. So the moment I was, I got that aha moment, like, this is what she was meaning. Like, you're finally over it. Baby, it was like smelling fresh Alaska water for the first time ever in life. Changed my life. But I had to learn to take accountability for my actions. I had to learn how to accept that I made mistakes thoroughly through the relationship. I saw all the signs and still went against the grain and decided to say, I'm going to fix this man. I'm going to show them there is real love and real women exist. But no, there was no way I could make him understand that because he had to go through his own set of thoughts and his own healing. And it may have not been his time. Now, I don't say that he's a bad person or anything like that. I just feel like it just wasn't meant for us to be together. You know what I'm saying? But understand this, every relationship that you've been in, whether it was good, bad, or ugly, it was always a lesson to be learned. And most likely that the lesson was learned was something for you not to move forward and do again. The relationship that you was in may have ended on a bad note, but you took a lesson from it to know not to do those same things or get in those same type of relationships or date those same individuals again. So we as human beings have to understand that if it's toxic and then every relationship 
seems to follow is toxic. We have to start to look at ourselves. Like you can't keep pointing a finger at someone else. I tell people all day long, if you get an STD in a relationship and someone gives it to you, you goddamn right have the right to be pissed off. But just like you pointing the finger and mad at them, you have to take accountability for your actions as well because you sat there and had unprotected sex. So you could have you could have made a choice to say, hey, I want to protect myself. You might not want to protect me, but I want to protect me. But you didn't. So here we are. So yeah, you could be mad, but also take accountability that, you know what, my dumb ass should have wore a condom. I wouldn't even be in this goddamn position. Same thing as getting pregnant, ladies. Same thing. Fellas, you too. You get mad at the woman when she got pregnant and then she decides to keep it. But bruh, you had the choice to not put to, to put the condom on, did you? No, because you don't like latex. No, because you like the feeling of skin. Yes, and when you have the feeling of skin, a baby comes along with it. Here we are, boom. So, we all have choices. Sometimes the choices that we make don't end well for us. Or sometimes the choices that we need to make, we don't like. But either way it goes, you're going to have consequences behind those choices that you make or you do not make. So be prepared for the consequences. That's all I'm going to tell you. So do good men end last? Now, this is not about the ladies. So ladies, please get out your feelings. Withdraw. This is all about the fellas tonight. Okay. And then ladies, we'll talk about you next week. But fellas, I need to know, do you feel that good men win last? I told my husband, I think it's a catch-22. I agree to disagree. I do think that some men in last. I told him, I said, you're a great man. Based on your past and what you've been through, shit, you could be a reckless nigga right now. But you're not. You're a good guy. So God gave you another chance to be a good guy. So you can one day be a great guy, which he is now. He's a great husband. People be like, oh, but y'all only been married for a year and a half. You know, who's to say he don't change? Who's to say he won't change? All I can do is just keep my head up, keep praying, and just keep pushing. But when you decide to say I do to somebody, remember this is for the good. Good, the bad, and the ugly. For richer, for poor, for sickness and in health, till death do you part. So that means that you can't run when things get bad. You can't leave when the, the person is ill. And you can't leave if they're rich or they're poor. So whatever it is, you got to work on it and work on yourself. But I do feel like it is a catch-22 when it comes to the good guys finish last. But to all my good men out there, and I hope you ain't in denial when you think you're a good man. <laughs> but if you are, God bless your soul, baby. You're going to keep working on you, okay? But. If you are a good man, hear me when I say, good guys don't always finish last. Yes? Oh, I'm so sorry. That is so disrespectful. Sorry. I had a long day today, guys. Um, All good guys don't finish last. But I can understand the concept because you hear these stories of these great men in these relationships and these women are just so horribly toxic to them you know what I'm saying or the man you know does everything wrong to the woman and she don't do nothing she's just still waiting for him to come home 
She's still cooking his dinner, washing his clothes. But you have the good guy that does everything that you need him to do as a man for you. And you still treat him like shit. You still go out and cheat. You still, you know, talk to him. You don't appreciate him. You make him feel unloved, unwanted. You don't want to touch him. Like, ladies, we got to do better. Look, I tell my husband all the time. I, I don't tell him no. I do not tell my husband no. When it comes to sex, nope. Even if I don't want it, I said, bro, you better roll me over and take it. Because I know what I don't do, another woman would gladly do. Won't even blink twice to do it for, for, for him. So I'm not going to give another woman the opportunity to take my place. No. So ladies, hear me when I say, y'all better start stepping y'all shit up to the game. And again, this ain't about y'all ladies, but this is all about the men tonight. So just understand it and respect their, their peace. Ladies, if you do not do what you're supposed to do as a woman in your relationship for your man, your man will cheat. Your man will leave. Okay? And it goes vice versa. If you do not do what you your role is in a relationship. Now, if you're doing wifey things and you're the girlfriend, then, I mean, I don't know how long you could do that. Me, I have, I know my self-worth. Wasn't going to happen. My husband, when he met me, the first thing I asked him is, do you want to get married? And when he was like, no, I was like, oh, well, we're getting this shit right now. He was like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't say I didn't never want to get married. I just don't want to get married now. I said, I understand that. But my question to you is, do you ever want, do you want to get married? Meaning anytime. And he was like, well, you know, I really never thought about it like that. But I said, because let me understand, you have two years to put a ring on my finger. And if you don't, I'm out. I like you. You're, you seem like a great guy. But I don't have two, three, four, five, six years to give no man no more. At the time when I met my husband, I think I was 46. Yeah, I was 46. For example, 49. No, I'm sorry. I was 44. Yep, 44. And... I was like, uh-uh, I'm almost a half a century old, bro. We not playing them games. And he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He understood the assignment. He made sure he put a ring on my finger. But it wasn't it wasn't a constant threat. Like, I didn't constantly remind him. I said it one time, and I never said it again. He was the one that brought up marriage. I didn't. At that point, I was kind of like, eh. I guess at that point, as time went on, I finally started realizing that I'm okay with not being married. Like, I wanted to be married so bad at one point in time. And then I thought about it and said, mm, you know what? If I don't get married, I'm cool. When I had finally accepted the fact that, yeah, I'm good. I don't, I don't necessarily need to get married. We could, you know, be together. He was, he brought the marriage thing up and said, let's get married. And I thought he was joking. He was like, no. I said, are you sure you want to do this? He said, yeah. I said, you sure? You sure? He said, look, can't nobody make me do nothing I don't want to do. You're not forcing me. You ain't putting a gun in my head. There's there's nothing that, that's going to make me say I don't want to marry. I want to marry because I love you. I love how you love me. I love how you appreciate me, how you, you hold me at a higher standard. You care for me. You understand my love language. And that's another thing, ladies. You have to understand your man's love language. 
look, you ain't going to want to have sex with a man 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We not ask you to do that every day. I mean, there's a lot of men that have high sex drives or and women, and they like to have consistent sex. But if you know you have this type of mate, then you have to find out certain other things that you can do in the in-between times to satisfy your mate. So if you are not a 100% sexually active person as your mate is, then you got to compromise down the middle. Because you can't just not give them sex because you don't feel like it. And think that they're going to just sit back and twiddle their thumbs. Everybody got needs. So let's let's put this in perspective. Your man wants to have sex and you don't feel like it. But tomorrow you want to go get your hair and your nails done and you want him to pay for it. So he does because you're his woman and he wants to make sure that you're happy. So the key is he's doing what he needs to do to make you happy. Even though he may not want to, he wants to make his wife happy, but you can't make him happy. And what he's asking for ain't got nothing to do with monetary. It's just time. It's affection. It's love. And a lot of women, as I'm hearing from a lot of men, women just don't want to have sex no more. They want all the, you know, the glory to come with the relationship and they want to be able to get the gifts and the happiness. But when it comes to satisfying their man, they don't want to do that. Trust me, honey. I got a purebred Puerto Rican man that is undulteratedly always on 1,000. Let's go. I'm ready. What are we doing? <laughs> I'd be like, baby, what the hell? <laughs> but I also understand that if I don't, there will be someone else that will. So I don't waste my time in trying to figure it out or I just make sure I pay attention to my husband's love language. We always have conversations. We always communicate. We always make sure we make time for each other. Me and my husband talk 20 times a day. Like it's, it's, it's almost as if we just met. That's how often people think we're crazy. They're like, how do y'all do that every day. Maybe it's because we don't live together yet. And I'm sure it'll probably dwindle down a lot once we are in the same house together, which is the plan next year. Um, but, you know, for now, this is what makes us happy. He's my peace. I'm his peace. And we're in a comfortable position. People be like, how do you do that? I'm saying, well, we have a very different dynamics to a relationship. A lot of people can't travel as much as we travel. So that's the great thing about the relationship that we're in because I'm normally in New York every two weeks. This probably is the first time that I have not been in New York a whole month straight, only because my daughter was graduating from school, had to get off to California. Well, I had a lot of other dynamics of things going on within this month. So it made it a little difficult for me. So that's why he planned the vacation for us because he says, look, we haven't seen each other it's going to be a couple of weeks because everything that's going on with you, with work, me and work and traveling. So we're going to put some time aside to spend with each other. And that's why we took the July vacation. So I'm excited because, you know, we need it. And we're not used to being away from each other more than two weeks, three weeks tops. But when we go beyond that point, it's like, oh, my God, what the fuck is going on right now? So I'm excited and I'm happy. That I get to spend time with my husband. I'm glad that I get to spend time um, with him and 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 blow his mind away for nine days. <laughs> That's the plan. Because ain't nobody's mind been blown in a month, okay? 
So, ladies and fellas, I want to know your opinion. Ladies, one, do you feel that good men, um, do you feel that the, the, the good guys and last? Or what what do you what do you feel is your points and your actions? And fellas, you too. Being that the topics are our conversation is about you today, what do you feel is the appropriate definition of good guys finish last? Now, I definitely want to hear from you guys. So make sure that if you have a comment, uh, a topic you want to talk about, or if you want to do story time, please make sure that you send a us send us a email at talkishradio at gmail.com. And that is T-A-L-K-I-S-H-H-H radio at gmail. And in the subject line, either put comment, topic, or story time. So I know what the conversation is basically going to be in tuned in. Um, and make sure you tell us exactly you feel the do's and the don'ts. If you feel like good men win last, please elaborate and tell me why you feel that way. And if you feel like, no, that's not true. Good guys don't always win last. Then tell me again why you feel that way. Because I want to be able to talk about it. Because I feel like, like I told you, I told my husband, this is a catch-22. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I don't think that if you're a good man, you should just say, nah, fuck it. I'm, not, I'm just not going. I ain't going to keep being good. I'm going to just be a vicious, ignorant bastard. Like, that. Where, how far is that going to get you? Like, don't you get tired of being toxic? Don't you get tired of just being an ugly person? Like, don't you want some pure happiness? Maybe people don't know what it means to be happy. I think that's the reason why people, you know, the good guys went last because they just want to be happy. But the other guys just, I don't know, maybe they're just responding from what they've seen in life and what they've been through in life. But just because you've been through it don't mean you have to continue to trade. You don't have to follow the pattern. You can change your past and make your future better. So I, I don't really necessarily think people like to be bad or they just like to be wicked. But you know what? I done met some wicked people. So who am I to say that that ain't true? Because I have met some. I don't know how these people could be wicked because I don't have no wickedness in me. The only way I could be wicked is if you've attacked me, you've attacked the loved ones or the people I care about, then I can be extremely wicked. You ain't even seen the definition of wicked until you harm, hurt, or comfort the people I love. I'm a different character, a whole nother different beast. I'm very kind and kind-hearted. I have a big heart. I love hard. I'm very generous. I go above and beyond to take care and, and love on the people that love me. But if you try me, Take my kindness for weakness. Try to push your insecurities and your ugly bullshit out on me because you're not happy with yourself. We're going to have a problem. I'm going to start off very vague with it. I'll be very quiet and very calm. I won't even retaliate and, and go back and forth with you. But baby, karma's a bitch. Just remember that. And I always had the last laugh. Every freaking time. So I just tell people, stay out of my way. Don't bother me and I won't bother you. Leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. That's it. Then we won't have no problems. Period. So, ladies, do better. Do better. Because we could be evil, wicked people at times. Not me. <laughs> but I know some very evil and wicked women. Um, I have friends that are, and they know who they are. They, they ain't got not a shame bone in their body. I have associates around me 
that are very wicked. And they'll tell you that they're wicked because of things that they've been through in their life. And they have no apology bone in their body. They're not going to tell you they're sorry for being who they are. They're like, yo, this is me and it is what it is. You don't like it, then pass. And I respect it to a certain degree because at least they're letting you know from the door that this is who they are. You either like it, love it, or leave it. I'm not going to make you stay. I'm not going to stick a gun to your head. But I'm not going to kiss your ass to be with me. So understand this is the wicked bitch that I am. <laughs> so you're either going to be with me or you're not. Now, those type of people I respect because at least you're letting your shit out from the door. The person that's going to deal with you already know what they're getting into. So if they make a choice to be with you, then so be it. But it's the ones that shade, the ones that bring the, the representative to the forefront first. And then you deal with that person for 60 to 90 days and boom, you get hit with the motherfucker after that. No, nah, I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit at all. So I advise y'all to keep y'all shit over there. Either be 100 with yourself and then be 100 with the people. And then you can have a healthy relationship or you could just have a toxic relationship. And see how that ends for you. It won't end well. I know a lot of people in toxic relationships. And baby, one is in jail or one is six feet under the ground. It never ends well. So sometimes when people walk away from relationships, it's not because they stopped loving you. It's because it was going to end badly. Somebody was going to be in jail or six feet under the ground. So... Sometimes you just have to understand, sometimes people just have to walk away. They may not want to walk away, but they have no choice for their own personal sanity, for their own mental conscience, they have to walk away because they don't want to hurt nobody and they don't want to get hurt. So pick wisely who you choose to date. If you know you have toxic traits, if you have finally come to peace in terms with the fact that, look, I'm a broken bitch. That's it. Like, my shit is fucked up. But I'm I'm definitely working on trying to be a better me. Take the steps to go to therapy. Take the steps to heal yourself. Pray. Ask God for guidance or whomever you pray to as your most high. Just take those steps to be a better person. So when you meet that better person, the other half, then it won't be so difficult to unpack your baggage. Or vice versa. Look, had I wouldn't had I not met my husband, I'd be single as a Pringle. I don't think I would have gotten in any more relationships because I was just burnt out and tapped out. It's just that I would have had to heal, and then I probably would have been wicked for a while. And I I, I don't want to sprue out wickedness to the world because I'm angry at myself for choosing and not getting chosen. And not accepting that I didn't get closure. Like, it's just too much shit. But I would have had to take some time for me for a while. So I probably wouldn't have been in a relationship. When I met my husband, I was celibate. I was going on a journey for a whole year when he met me. I was like, I'm not having sex with anybody until I heal. So I given myself a year to heal. And then I would attempt to date again. I met my husband when I was in, let me see, I say three months. So about about 90 days, 
I, I met my husband and I told him that I wanted to be celibate. Like, he was like, are you really serious? I was like, yes. <laughs> so serious that I came to New York to see him and we did nothing. He thought that something was wrong with me. I was like, no, I'm serious when I say I'm celibate. I'm not. That's not a gang. Like, I just cannot lay down and have sex with you if I don't know what's going on and I don't know where we're going. I need to know for sure that you and I are going to be one before I do that. Because it's sexual with me. My heart is in my vagina. Mm-mm. No, sir. We not, I'm not playing them games no more. So I, now I have to take accountability for my actions. So I'm not going to put myself out there to get my heart broken no more. Because I'm grown enough and adult enough to know what I want and what I don't want. And what I don't want is another heartbreak. So since I don't want to do that no more, then this is what I need to do to stay away from that. Which was being celibate. Women, we get caught up the most in our feelings because of sex. Sex is what throws our whole shit off. So if I know sex is my possible weakness, we're not having no sex. Nope, nope, and nope. No, no way. No ham, no hamburger. Sorry, can't do it. Ain't got nothing for you over here. But my husband respected it. At the time, he, of course, was my boyfriend. He respected it. And he was patient and he waited. Not much longer, though, but he waited a little bit longer. And it was worth it because when I finally did, I cried. He'll tell you, I boo-hooed in the midst of it. He looked at me like, what the hell? You okay? Did I hurt you? I was like, no. But he realized what it was. And he told me, you gave it to the right person. And baby, did I not? Did I not? He changed my last name. He did that. So, yeah. Good guys still win last, fellas. So don't ever believe that they don't because there are still great guys out there and you just got to meet your person. And when you meet your person, it's all worth all the bullshit you had to go through prior to to get to that person. Sometimes God will filter you through a bunch of bullshit. You'll be like, God, come on. Stop sitting the bullshit. And God be like, no, no, that's not me. That's not me. You know, my son was an angel too. He He has his ways of wickedly doing shit. Just to prove a point to me that you'll fall for anything. So if you keep falling for the bullshit and the toxic shit, then so be it. But that ain't coming from me. That's what God be saying. So we have to take a look and we have to take a step back. You have to know what your self-worth is. You have to love yourself enough to know what you're not going to tolerate and what you're not going to accept. And I don't give a fuck if you're 43, 46, 52. Do not sell your soul do not know do not go into a relationship not knowing your self-worth i don't give a fuck how old you are love yourself to know that a person has to respect you enough to love you have boundaries if you want to be married then you need to express that that don't mean that that person's going to feel the same way you feel at that moment they may not know at that moment that they want to get married but who's to say that six months down from the line, they may make a decision that they can't live without you. But set that from the door. Set that stone from the door. Let them know like, hey, I want to be married. So if you're not dating for marriage, then we don't need to do this. Some people are dating to be dating just to pass time by. Some people want to be married. So they're dating in hopes that one day they will get married or meet their person. 
So those are the type of people that you have to date that want the same things that you want. Because if you don't, you're going to keep passing on and passing on and passing on. And you're going to be ran through before you know it. Men and women. So I just want men to one, understand that I don't agree that all good men win last. I do understand the concept. And like I said, to me, it's a catch-22. But I do believe that there are great women out there. There are great men out there. And I think you guys just have to find each other. You have to know what your self-worth is. You have to own your boundaries. And you have to put it out there so people know. And if a motherfucker don't want what you want, so be it. Let her asses go. Don't be like, but damn, I really like him. I don't give a damn how much you like him. You're going to want to be in a relationship for five to six or seven to eight years. And at that point, he ain't going to marry you. Trust and believe. A man knows what he wants within six months. Unless he's young and mature and he's still learning himself. But if he's a pure, unadulterated, grown-ass man, he knows what he wants within six months. He knows if he sees a future with you or not. He may not know right at that moment if he's going to marry you. But he does know within a six-month span if he sees a future with you. And then you have to go back within a year's time, and sit down and have that conversation with the man. Because one thing I learned from my father, he said, men don't know they want marriage. Unfortunately, women have to kind of put it in our heads. We're not bred to marry. We're bred to be protectors and providers. And it didn't come along with marriage strings. So unless you sit us down and let us know this is what you want, and that you you have to give us this if you want to continue to be with me because it's been too damn long, then we'll keep going if you don't set stones and boundaries for us. So I learned that. So that's why I set boundaries and stones in the beginning. So there's no misconfusion. So you won't say, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, you did, nigga. You knew the day I met you because that's what I told you. So my husband will tell you, that's what I told him day one. Do you want kids and do you want to get married? Because I don't want no more fucking kids. Um, I didn't, but I did. Now I don't. <laughs> it's like, look, we can't keep shooting up the club because we're going to have a baby. And I don't want to have a baby at this age. I do want a baby, but I don't want a baby. If that makes sense. Like, I want one, but I don't. I don't want, I want to enjoy my life right now. So, you know what I'm saying? We have my youngest daughter. That is his stepdaughter. That's the only youngest kid we got in the house. We have no more damn youngins in the house. No more. That's enough for me mentally, emotionally, and physically. Do we understand each other? So I want to hear from you guys. I want to know how you feel about good guys finishing last. It's very important that you guys chime in and tell us what it is that you, you know, what do you believe in? Now, Hercules has not been here in about a month and a half to two months because he's been working a lot, traveling a lot, and getting shows together. But I promise you, Hercules will be back in the month of July. He'll be live with me on air doing the mixes, doing music, and getting y'all together because that's what he does. Make sure you guys tune in to us every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're on 17 different platforms. The top five is iHeartRadio Odyssey, Spotify, TuneIn, and Pandora. You can go to any of those apps, 
Go to your search options, type in Tokyo-ish podcast. Look for the cartoon character of myself, Brooklyn's Finest, with my gold grills, and then tune in. You can listen to today's show or any of the previous shows that we've had within the last three years. Guys, make sure you follow me, your girl, Brooklyn's Finest, on the gram at Brooklyn's, with a S, Finest, 347. Follow my guys at DJ Hercules at DJ Hercules underscore 787. Follow the radio station at Talk Ish Radio. And follow the podcast at Talk Yo Ish Podcast. Make sure, guys, you send us an email because we would love to hear your comments. If you have a topic for a show or if you have a story that you want to tell them, we can do story time. Send that to talkishradio at gmail.com. And in the subject line, you're going to put comment topic or story time so we know exactly what your conversation is going to be about okay guys i'm glad you tuned in this weekend this weekend was a little different but you know i always try to bring y'all the realness as much as i can and when hercules is back in the studio we'll be able to chime in with each other and ping pong off of each other's opinions but guys please we want to know do you feel that you guys do finish last Baby, I love y'all. I can't wait to get back to y'all and let y'all know how my vacation is. Remember, next week, we will not be on air. We will be on vacation in Miami. Please stay tuned in to social media because I will be posting pictures and videos. Yes, baby. So next week will be a rerun of Turkish Radio, but I will be back on the air the following week. And that will be the week of the 10th of July. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Please stay blessed. Please stay careful. It's too much going out there between the robberies and the shooting. Be respectful. Be mindful. And be kind to one another. Stop being so evil and mean to people because it's not nice. It doesn't look nice. It doesn't feel nice. And it just is not a nice thing. God bless you all. Thank you for all always tuning in to us. We know you could be anywhere in the world, but we're glad you're here with us. It's your girl, Brooklyn's Finest, and I am...